Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is being brought to you by Pretty Litter. Mmm, pretty. Go to prettylitter.com slash ghost to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ghost to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ghost. Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that has been known to cause pain, inflammation, and sometimes rectal discomfort. And by rectal discomfort, I mean holy shit, you won't want to get up off the toilet for many, many days. For me, it was a week and a half, just a warning. When a group of children innocently set out to play a game of Bloody Mary one October night, they soon discover that this activity is far more than an innocent child's game. As they quickly learn that someone from beyond the grave has been summoned to give them the fright of their lives. That story and much more, today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. Our phone number, of course, 855-853-4802. Call it 24 hours a day seven days a week. Share your ghost stories with us. You can also write in on our website realghoststoriesonline.com and uh, share your stories with us there. And if you like the program, maybe you're just discovering us here now that we're into October when a lot of people search out our content. We do this show all year long and have been doing it for almost 10 years, which has uh, resulted in us having the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. You want access to that? as well as uh, all of our new bonus episodes every week exclusively for our supporters and advanced episodes of the show for our supporters, all commercial-free. And sign up to be an extra podcast person, as we call them, at ghostpodcast.com or through the Patreon app, the link there at uh, ghostpodcast.com. Tony and Todd with you on today's episode of the show. And uh, this is our first new episode in the month of October, October 3rd. Uh, so here we go. October of 2022, as we, uh, put this one together. Are you excited? And when you, I heard the intro and heard that we're going to talk about Bloody Mary, it made me think about all the stupid stuff you do as a child, mm-hmm. including playing Bloody Mary. But we used to play this game, you know, I grew up, up out in the country, kind of like you did. Yeah. And you know, especially in the fall, we would play ghosts in the graveyard. Oh, okay. And there was no actual graveyard, but what you would do is when it got dark, you'd shut off all the lights except the porch light. Mm-hmm. And then you'd, you'd pick one person to be the ghost and then you would scatter and they would have to go in the dark and, you know, look behind trees and in cornfields and behind, you know, the garden and all and trees. And I mean, it was, it was so fun. And literally I think you would pee your pants every time you play that. If you made it back to the porch, you were safe. But half the time you never made it back because you were caught before you got there. I remember that game. I forgot about Ghosts in the Graveyard. That It was fun because it was such a spooky atmosphere to be playing a game like that in. Yep, and we could only really play it when, you know, like family friends had come over for the weekend or whatever because yeah. I didn't have any real neighbors our age. Yeah. So when when family friends would come that we had grown up with in other locations in the state, they'd stop over, they'd come over for the weekend. Mm-hmm. We would play all 
night until, you know, the parents would be screaming out the door, you kids get in here now, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember doing that. I remember doing flashlight tag and those sort of situations too, which was also pretty fun and creepy. And we did all over the yard and, and all that. Yeah, that was a good. We don't time. do anything like that as adults, do we? I mean, I'm yeah. I actually ghost hunt now and, and yeah. that kind of stuff, but it's not it's not near as exciting as almost being caught in the dark when you're a child. Is that? I mean, I think that's almost the grown up version of it, a little more organized uh, version of it. But I'd be all up for like running around and playing that game as an adult. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we were talking about our bum knee and your bum foot. Can you imagine us trying to run away from the ghost? We'd, we'd playing ghost really look like zombies. It would be great. It would be totally because <laughs> you just see the shadows of these people kind of walking like, oh, my God, that's a real zombie. And then somebody pulls out a gun. And that's how it all ends. Tragic ending. I thought it was a real one. I thought a walker was coming at me. And then, of course, because of the pain, we're literally going around. So they really do think we're, you know, zombies. <laughs> I could really see that being a tragic family gathering where it, everybody thinks, oh, this is fun. It's going to be great. And then, uh, yep, that happens. Well, that'd be interesting. That would be fun to. Mm -hmm. uh, don't they have like camps for adults uh, where like adults go and like play games and stuff and it almost is yeah, like but I, I don't think it's those kind of games yeah, you know what it, I'm yeah saying? that's what i was thinking too but i thought there was like a more pure version of that yeah i don't think so. i, don't I think know. once you get to be an adult it just yeah. goes off the deep end it's like no matter how like pure and like innocent they say it is you get there like oh holy shit um <laughs> but uh, i thought this was camp i was bringing marshmallows and a flashlight to play some games with like oh you can still do that with like, no <laughs> not the intent back to our conversation in just a second you know when my cat you know bubbles over there when bubbles is happy makes me happy but since i'm not a mind reader and cats you know they don't like to just speak up and say their piece when they should yes you should i don't always know when he's healthy so helping me know that my cat's healthy is just one reason that I use Pretty Litter. Yes, Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. You know that smell? Yeah, yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? Well, you don't have to have it anymore. And I tell you what, some of that stuff, um, you know, I was getting at the store. It almost smelled worse than the, the, the stuff. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust, plus the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. That's a plus, too. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help you detect early signs of potential illnesses in my cat and your cat, if you get it, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. So when you're like, why is the cat acting weird? Let's go to oh, look at the litter color. Oh, yes. It, it, I mean, it really, it could almost, you know, really uh, trip you off to health problems and maybe even, you know, prevent something major from happening just by looking at that. And Pretty Litter ships free to my door in small, lightweight bags. I never run out of it. I don't have to have a huge container of kitty litter taking up space, which I used to have. And I'm so glad it's gone now. Pretty Litter helps keep my cat healthy and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ghost to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ghost to save 20%. 
prettylitter.com slash ghost. Uh, 855-853-4802 is uh, our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. You can share your real ghost story with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We would love to hear it. And I'm trying to load a phone call right now, and I've never seen it take this long to load ever. It's almost like uh, Windows 95 is taking over my computer or something of that nature. And we'll, well, it was more stable than Windows 8, uh, 10. That is uh, that is true. Let's, uh, oh, here, now it's finally loaded. Okay, let's hear your ghost story. Hi. Hello, my name's Jen. I'm from Virginia. I've been listening for a while now. I'm an ETP. I've got a ton of ghost stories, but the first one that I want to give you is not actually so much a ghost story, but it's more along the lines of cryptids or something like Goatman. It happened last year in October. And it is probably the second scariest thing that's ever happened to me aside from the time when I almost got possessed. So, I was driving to work. It was around 8 a.m. It was a Tuesday. I remember that. It's strange how much I remember about little details, but it's also strange how much I forgot in the first couple hours. It was a gray morning, and I was a little bit tired, but not so tired that I'm going to hallucinate or something. And it was pretty empty. It was probably around close to 8 a.m., maybe a little earlier. Um, There were very few people driving on the road. I live in, as I said, Virginia and kind of in the foothills of the mountains near the Charlottesville area. And the Appalachian Mountains have some strange stories about them anyway. So I came to a, a traffic light and there's leaves just on the ground because it is October, of course. And everything's gray and I see something on the side of the road. And as I roll up to the light and stop, I see that it looks like a Halloween decoration. It's a very good Halloween decoration. And I'm wondering to myself, why did somebody leave this here? It's just, it's so lifelike. What it looked like was some sort of goblin almost. There's a a painting by Fuseli called The Nightmare which is about sleep paralysis, but there's a sort of little crouching goblin on it. It looked like that only if it had been starved half to death. It was just sitting there because I thought it was a decoration, and then it moved. It looked at me. I looked at it, and this is a kind of a long light, so I'm sitting there looking at this thing, trying to wrap my brain around how the heck this is actually moving and this exists. And... It's It's got these black eyes. They're just looking at me in this sort of hunched posture, and it sort of moves again. And it's just, I can feel it looking at me. And I'm looking at it, and then suddenly it becomes a deer. Like, it was not a deer, and then it was a deer. So... 
that was strange, but of course I had to keep on driving because the light changed then. I went to work and I completely forgot that this happened at all for about two hours until something, I don't know, jogs my memory and I was just like, oh my God, I saw this thing. So I was telling one of my coworkers about it and one of our managers comes by and said, oh, you saw a not a deer. Like a not a deer, huh? It turns out there is an Appalachian cryptid or folklore creature called not a deer. And you actually had a story about this on your show last year um, that I heard sometime after this experience. I think it was probably like in December or something. I don't know. But I was just like, okay. Of course, that was the one that you decided to do all in a Wisconsin accent. So it was all talking about going to the the store and getting the the stuff, you know. But anyway... <laughs> Oh yeah, and the um, the Jello, that that green Jello with the the carrots, yeah, with stuff. So this thing that I saw apparently is something that people see in the foothills of the Appalachian near the Blue Ridge Parkway and things like that, which is pretty much where this was located. Um, it can be seen in sort of described in two different ways. One is something that looks not like a deer that becomes a deer, or something that looks like a deer acts very strangely and is not a deer. Um, there are some people who, with that type, who believe it is a chronic wasting disease, which causes deer to act strangely and look very not proper because they are dying um but yeah so that is my first story for you and i hope to hear it on the show thank you for listening bye thank you for sharing that uh that story with us here uh you know chronic wasting disease is is kind of a scary one if you've ever seen a deer that has it uh or or just take a take a look at google it and it kind of looks like the walking dead deer. Like if you were to see a deer that had uh, something that was going to, you know, he's going to chase you down and start gnawing at your neck, trying to get to your brain. Um, that's what those deer kind of look like. And it's sad and, and it's, it's scary, but uh, I, I guess that could be part of what this is. You know, if we're going to go for a logical explanation, but I, I think, I don't know. I think there's, there's something to these, these creature type things that people see. They've got some pictures online of like artist um, depictions of it. And it kind of looks like a deer head, but then it looks like almost like an alien because it's got these long arms with claws and then the back hooves and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's kind of creepy. My favorite line, however, is when she said, this is the scariest story second only to when I was possessed. I mean, when you've got a story that good, mm -hmm. that there's a possession, that's a better story. You know, it's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Second best to being possessed. Yeah. Right? Second only to being possessed is this story. I, I I think that there are cryptid things out there. I think there's some weird stuff that goes on that we can, you know, pretend is nothing and say it's chronic wasting and maybe that has something to do with it. But 
I think there's some weird stuff out there that we just don't have answers on. There is. I, yeah, I think there is. It would be cool if there was, if, if like some sort of, this wouldn't be cool, but it would be interesting, I guess, and scary as shit, if there was like some sort of a zombie thing and uh, it was deer were the ones that were transmitting it and they're all, you know, they, they really just, they, they go after cars, like they start chasing behind cars and then they're so violent that they're trying to ram their horns through the windows, all in an attempt to get your brain. And it's these deer that are doing it. Now that would be that would be some exciting. I think the setting would be northern Michigan. That'd be a great place to <laughs> to start that one up. Not yeah. and, and the the movie's going to be called Not a Youper. <laughs> Not a Youper. Next on Not a Youper, would it be a, a series or would it be like a one time? made for dvd but only got to vhs even these days. i think you could probably get a season out of it don't you yeah. think i think maybe something like that then it ends up going to like you know like roku or something <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. nobody watches like what is that okay uh 855-853-4802 our phone number here at real ghost stories online let's go uh, over to a letter when I was around four, me and my family moved into a new house, and me and my mom were able to see the ghosts there. But we didn't know where any were until I heard the sound of a door opening. The front door, to be exact. My bed was right by the door in my room, so I'd see if anyone came in. No one came in, and the door closed without someone to close it. Freaked me out, and I hid under the covers. When I peeked over the covers, I saw a shadow on the wall. I thought it was my dad, but the shadow didn't belong to anyone. My mom had told me before I went to bed to keep the lights off. All I had was my nightlight. When I saw the shadow, I went to every single light that I could reach and turned it on and hid under the covers again. And this wasn't the only time that I saw a ghost in my house. When I was nine or ten, I woke up to the sound of the dishes banging and the sink running. It turned off. Mom, I called. Got no answer. Got up and looked towards the kitchen and saw a ghost that must have been about seven feet tall. It was standing over the stove and staring at me. I blinked and rubbed my eyes to see if it was real. When I did, it got closer. I pinched my arm, still there. I wish I could have both of those experiences out of my mind, but it wasn't the last ghost that I saw. At my school, when I was eight, me and some other kids decided it'd be a good idea to see if Bloody Mary exists. I was just using the bathroom and then started screaming and looked up. There were long fingers pulling one of the tiles in the ceiling up. We all saw red eyes in the darkness. It didn't speak. For some reason, the other kids were saying something about the fingernails. They were also red, but no big deal. Scared them for life. Me too. But I was used to it. They'll run away if you start to talk about it or say it isn't real. They also say that it was just a dream. That's a lie. I'll deny everything. I wish that I did have to see some of these ghosts. It's both a gift and a curse. As I grow older, I don't see them as much, but I can always tell that they are there. One thing that you need to know, don't try to summon demons or ghosts. That sounds like a the more you know type uh, thing from uh, NBC. Yeah, a little starburst flying yeah, through I, the I that. Yep, the more you know. Like, Hi, I'm David Schwimmer. I'm from Friends. Don't ever try and summon demons in your house. It's just not a good idea, ever. I think that was. Of course, uh, you would. Of course, you would have that ready to go. Of course, you would. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think I, I learned this. And this is from remember back in the days when you. I mean, carts, of course, were one thing, 
but a lot of the places didn't have carts anymore and we didn't have like a computer touch screen. So I would load up CDs uh, with all different sound effects or whatever else I could randomly think I may want to pull up. And I somehow, when my memory was good, uh, I could memorize exactly like what cut was what on each CD and just throw them into the the, the CD players very quickly, get to that track and then cue it. And I was really good at that for a while. I got to say, it's pretty easy now. It's just YouTube. We just, when we're talking about something, quickly try and type and talk. And there you go. But it's that same sort of reflex that I used to have back then. I, the, the thing that I will say about, you know, they wish that they didn't have that curse. I, I know some people that actually do feel like they can see things and feel things and all that, or at least feel them. And, um, and, and every once in a while, some of them will say like, boy, I wish I could see them. I wish that I could actually see them. And it's like, why would you want that? Mm -hmm. If you don't have the ability to shut that off and they're just coming to you like night and day and you got these, these energies and entities and ghosts coming to you, like when you're trying to sleep, why would you want to even go there? Yeah. I wouldn't want that. No, I, I don't find that to be a peaceful, uh, thing to fall asleep to ghosts. I'd be yeah, curious no. for a night or two, but no, I mean, I, I'd, I'd have to find, I mean, I, I it, it's hard enough to fall asleep. I'm very picky in what I watch now when I go to bed, uh, because it has to be very unintriguing because <laughs> if, if there's anything interesting, I'm like, I'm going to stay up and watch this. Uh, so I, and ghosts would be pretty intriguing because you, you wouldn't know what the hell's going to be happening or, or mm -hmm. why it's there. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that, uh, that story. It sounds like one of those things where, they got it, and it's something that they're trying to figure out how to how to deal with, how to manage. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, go over to uh, another one of our stories here today. It says, a few years back, I worked with this real charmer of a girl. We'll call her Sarah for an, uh, an anonymity's sake. Also, please note that I'm being sarcastic and calling her a charmer. She was the most strict, no-nonsense person I've ever met. Anyway, one day at work, a few friends and I were on a break. The topic of ghost sightings was brought up. Up until that point of the conversation, Sarah had been sitting at a different table, reading and minding her own business, and as usual, ignoring the rest of us. When the subject came up, she immediately looked up at us and asked if we believed in such things, to which we all said that we did, though nothing paranormal had ever happened to us personally. She then proceeded to tell us about her experience, which she had recently had, and explained that she never believed in this kind of stuff up until this point. She told us that she was going home a few towns away to her parents' house to do laundry since she was a student at a local university and did not have very convenient access to washers and dryers one afternoon. Her mother ran a daycare out of her home that consisted of just a few young children. When she got to her parents' house, she went to the basement where the laundry room was and proceeded to do her laundry when she noticed a little girl with red hair standing in the doorway watching her. Thinking it was one of the kids her mom watched for daycare, she told her that she knew she was not supposed to be in the basement and to go back upstairs with the other kids. She said the little girl looked at her with a confused expression but did not leave. Again, Sarah told her that kids weren't allowed in the basement and she had to go back upstairs with the other kids, more sternly this time. Still, the little girl stood and stared at her, looking confused. Annoyed, Sarah turned and finished putting her clothing into the washing machine, intending to then walk the girl back upstairs with her, but when she turned back around, the girl was gone. Thinking that she had finally done as she was told and went upstairs, Sarah then went up as well to wait out the wash cycle by helping her mom with daycare. 
When she found her mom, she asked if the little red-haired girl came back to join the rest of the kids. Her mother looked at her and simply said, Sarah, I don't watch a red-headed girl. Sure enough, the only kids were two young boys, an infant little girl, and a black-haired older girl. Sarah's absolutely sure that what she saw was a ghost after that. Maybe the girl was confused that Sarah saw her and acknowledged her. I'm not sure. All I know is that of anyone on Earth, Sarah is not the type to make up stories, especially not about ghosts. Apart from that story and slightly adding to it, I suppose is something another friend told me once that resonated with me. She told me that she believes everyone sees ghosts. We just don't always know what we're seeing. Driving down the road, seeing people walking and sidewalks, for all you know, or one or more of those people may not be living. Anyhow, that's just some food for thought. Thanks for reading. Love the show. Interesting to think about the, uh, I've thought of that before, especially with people who are very sensitive and, and see ghosts just as regular plain people. How often would you be in a situation if that ability is something you had where, yeah, you really don't know if they're dead or not because they're blending in, especially in a busy place like, let's say people actually went to malls anymore and it was a busy mall uh, or an amusement park or something like that. Can you imagine though, like not knowing what's real? And then, then, then I, I always get off on this tangent, but you know, you talk about people that have uh, mental health issues and things of that nature and schizophrenia or whatever, Yeah, you know, who knows if any of that's fueled by something like this too, like seeing people that aren't there, are they there? And just the rest of us aren't seeing them. I mean, blah, that just blows my mind to think about that stuff. You know, it, it certainly has run through my mind. I, I think there's a lot of times where people who are, affected by schizophrenia or some other mental health issues there's legitimately mental health things going on where the brain is is you know tormenting the person by what it's doing but i think many times too probably overlooked that there's other things at play as well that that person is screwed no matter what because everything that happens is going to be labeled um a disorder of some sort wouldn't it be shocking though if someday we realize that individuals who what we view now as is suffering from some of these things, uh, if it were looked at differently and handled differently, uh, if we discovered, oh, my gosh, they it's actually a sensitivity to something that we can't see, but it is there. And we always just thought it was something else and that there were you know, there was something wrong with them. Not to say that that is, is ever going to happen, but it would be an interesting turn of things. Well. And if you look back at mental health and even health in general over the last 100 years or 200 years, what we once believed to be cures, you mm -hmm. know, giving people leeches and stuff like that to yeah. clean their blood and, and worms to make them lose weight and all that kind of, I mean, it's possible that what we know right now yeah. today in another 50 to 100 years, they'll look back and, and say, can you believe they were treating people with cancer with radiation? Can you believe that, you know? Oh yeah, there there was one the other week um, about it was it was some drug that is given for depression. I forgot what the story was, but it turned out whatever it was, it was it was increasing or decreasing serotonin or something. And I, again, I don't have all the details in front of me, but it turned out like what it was doing and everybody was swearing by for so many years really had no effect whatsoever on depression. And, and it's like so. People have been taking these things for all these years, thinking this is going to do this or that. And it's like, well, nope, wrong. I mean, it is such a a weird, dark road when you start looking at pharmaceuticals and 
what works and what doesn't. And I certainly do believe that that there are some that do work and certainly do help people. I'm not anti-medication or anything like that. But I think you're exactly right. We're going to look back on things and go, can you believe they gave that to people to do this or do that? Like, it does have like a 1% chance of working compared to this or whatever the thing is right. at that time. And uh, yeah, it'll be looked at as, as archaic, but that's history. You know, every time you look back, it's, you're, you're just kind of trying to do the best you can at the time with whatever uh, is given to you. They'll look back on some of the drug companies, I'm sure, and go, and they knew damn well for a long time that this didn't work or that did work, but they would suppress this and then they would push that because they'd make more money at it there'll be a lot of chapters to be wrote written on that if it's you know ever broken up or busted down uh but yeah I mean, it, it's, it's a whole scary world of that stuff if you need an idea for a tv show you had a perfect line that would be a great title for one called but that's history that would be great <laughs> it's, if it was airing in like 1960 <laughs> well I, or even like the 1980s with that's incredible and yes. stuff like that but, but that's, that's history. history. <laughs> oh, my God. The woke generation would fucking hate it because <laughs> all you do is state facts, but you're just but it's facts they don't like. <laughs> it's like it would totally fuck them up. Like, wait, no, no, this is how things were done. But what? But no, but that's history. <laughs> So, because it is, you can't, it is what it is. You're just stating what people have done. Um, not always good, not always uh, bad, it's just, but that's history. Uh, 855-853-4802, our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your Real Ghost Stories with us, let's jump over to another call here real quick and uh, hear this ghost Story, 85, 86, 89, 91, 93, 95, 97%. There we go. Here we go. Hi. Hi, guys. I really love your show. And I wanted to tell you a story that happened to me when I was about maybe eight or nine. Um, I lived in an old neighborhood. It was probably built... I don't even know if it'd be like a neighborhood. I guess it is. Um, it was probably built maybe in the 1880s and it backed up with a really new, brand new development. Um, and one of my best friends who I met when, I think this was built probably when I was in first grade, but I met her um, second grade. So I would ride my bike over to her place. She would come over to my place. And it felt like two worlds away because my house was built about a hundred years before hers was. That whole development went up like in the 80s. Um, so anyways, um, she was driving with her mom. I was in the car with, with my mom and there was this light, like this um, stoplight to get out of the area and to turn like on to like the main street to go toward like the stores and things like that so it was often that you would see like your friends in the car with their parents or whatever just you know we all kind of I think did things kind of at the same time and I remember my mom was taking me to Claire's to get my ears pierced <laughs> and I don't know why I remember that um, but I saw my friend and 
this was like in the 80s so her mom had one of those like wood paneled station wagons and my mom did too actually and um we pulled up to the light and i was sitting at the light by her and i recognized the car because i would see it in the driveway all the time and i knew what her mom looked like and i i looked over and i saw like an old man sitting in the back seat with her and she didn't appear to see me because he was like he, the way we were positioned at the light i was in the back seat and he was like in the back seat like closest to me if that makes sense in her car and he looked over and he waved to me and i'm like that is weird who is that old guy in the back seat with her and we went and i got my ears pierced forgot all about it well that night i went over i wanted to go to her house and show her my ears um that i got my ears pierced after dinner and my mom said oh no it's not a good idea because her grandpa just died so they're going over to wherever his her grandma lived and i always wondered is that who i saw in the back seat of her car it was just so weird like was he like going with her to like run errands it was just really weird so i thought i'd share that i love your show and i've been an epp for years and keep it up bye bye there we go it's always creepy that's to think about that's a good movie right that. there that's yeah. a good movie Having somebody drive around and you're looking in people's cars and you're seeing all the dead people that are following them. That would be great. <laughs> I would like. You know, I, I mean, I, to, to think that possibly she saw that grandfather's spirit sitting with the little girl or the girl in the car is mm -hmm. just that's crazy. And I, and again, don't you ask, like, who is that old man in the car? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it was grandpa. Maybe he had a heart attack on the way over to, you know, the Dairy Queen or something like that. But, you know, maybe he's already dead. And ugh. I mean, it's, I think some kids would totally be like asking those questions and some kids just kind of roll with everything and they don't like point out obvious things half the time. <laughs> it's like, why weren't you, uh, you know, I don't know, especially when you're a kid. But it would be, uh, you know, I think I'd be asking a lot of questions as to what's going on with uh, with that grandpa right there. Scary story, though. Thank you for uh, for sharing that with us. That uh, right there is going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and a heck of a lot more. Ghostpodcast.com. The link for Patreon also there at ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Todd, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, got a crazy family? Love hearing stories about crazy families? Then you need to check out our brand new podcast called My Crazy Family. Available wherever you get podcasts. Just search My Crazy Family right now. Press subscribe and don't miss any brand new episodes of My Crazy Family. You can even share your stories if you so please. We, we'd love to hear them. My Crazy Family. Search and subscribe wherever you download podcasts.